There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. FTR, more like five-star wrestling. Bullet Club Gold, more like Starbucks gold loyalty card levels of great. Did you say that because I'm currently drinking a Starbucks? Did that come to you in this moment? It, it's, it's as I was walking around, I was like, who has a gold loyalty card? I have like, the Starbucks gold membership, yeah. 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 Mm-mm-mm. What I'm saying is there was really good wrestling on this week's collision, and I am Luke Owen. D.A.D. I'm joined by the truth, the professor, Dan Layton. Welcome to the AEW Collision mm. podcast. Please do press the subscribe button here to the Rest Talk podcast channel. Give us a subscribe, uh, press the thumbs up button, give us a like and all that good jazz, and leave your comments down below with what you thought of this episode of Collision. It's a Faith No More song. And if you are watching live, get in your... Uh, uh, CMDMs. Your CMDMs. I don't know if that's what that's it was. actually. I think that's what we called it on the Collision Live reaction. That's what so, I yeah. seem to remember, and I quite like it. So get in your CMDMs uh, to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar amount. We are on a bit of a tight ship today, Dan, mm. because in a ninety minutes time, I will be doing my. Well, we'll be doing. Monday Night War. Yeah, that's happening today. Monday Night War live stream. We're going to be playing through five weeks mm. of uh, the, the current season we're doing of the MyGM mode live yeah. and in person. Um, we're very excited about it. That's going to be over on the Parts for Unknown channel. It's the... Page is now live for it. Our moderators will be spamming the links. So you can go and bookmark that for once this show is finished. Mm-hmm. But we are there. 19 minutes I'm going to be doing that show live. Yeah. I know, it's going to be a very an interesting show to see how with the additional... You've, we already talked about the pressure of being, you know, timed, thinking your booking plans out loud while doing them. Entertaining people while you're doing it. All of that. Which I, which I do all the time. Oh, no, you, I mean, it's just inherently part, yeah. of, part of your being. Can't help myself. Now you've got the added pressure of being live. Yeah. No, everyone can see your, your screw-ups in real time. The, the chat are going to be screaming at you. Oh. So the pressure is on. And do you know where I'm sat? Next to the console that controls... <laughs> Yeah. The, yeah. The, the live stream and stuff. And all of you flailing might, you know, everything's going to go a bit wild. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're doing Monday Night War in about uh, 85 minutes' time. Mm-hmm. So, please do check us out over on Parts of Unknown. If you don't mind, I'm just going to have uh, a, a quick sip of my one sixth of Prime. You do, <laughs> you do that while we, uh, I'll vamp. And until you finish so that you can take over the show because I'm not the grown-up in the room. and never have been, never will be. I'll be honest, I just wanted to make a prime joke. Anyway, okay. uh, this episode of Collision. Hey, do you like wrestling? Because we got it. Here's two hours of wrestling. I like Collision. Yeah. Collision has got its own identity, and that is, it's the wrestling show. Yeah, it's like, it's the, 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 um... It's the fourth week now, so it's starting to really show us who it is. And I know that there's only... So, I, I, I do have this weird thing where I feel like... Third week? Fourth. Is it fourth? Yeah, there was the first week, and then there was the second week, and then there was the third week, which was last week, and then wow. this week would be the fourth week. God, what time, eh? I know. Um, it, it, Timing-wise, it doesn't seem like it because of dates and things like that, but it is, this is the fourth episode. You're right. You're right. I was thinking, I forgot last week's episode. Yes. Well, you weren't here. Um, but, I mean, it, it was the thing we were saying last week, and the thing we are saying this week, is is very much that it's the show taking its own identity on, and that identity is 
more wrestling-based story. There's still a, the sports entertainment-y stuff that we'll get onto in the show, but this show was dominated by athletic competition. Yeah, I mean, there's this match that we're going to be talking about here to kick us off, which is Bullet Club Gold versus FTR mm. in a eliminator match where mm. Bullet Club Gold got to pin FTR. That means they would get, get themselves a championship match uh, down the line, uh, which is sort of... Why are you playing that thing? Because this match was absolutely outstanding right and i will i i a match of the year contender just one that i loved i was on the edge of my seat i'm such a fan of tag team wrestling and it's the classic aw thing where there's just one little bit where i'm like what What are you doing that for we uh, no. what am i doing this face hang on we would ding the ever-living f out of wwe for saying you've got to earn you've got you've got to win Ah, a chance for titles and we would no, we'll get onto that. I'll I'll review that in a second. Okay, but then also, let's talk about the match because the match was great, and then we could talk. I just think the framing of like you've got to earn your chance to win because now they've beaten. They even said it themselves. We've beaten you twice already, and we signed on for a two out of three falls match. Four times these people have to beat the champions to win the belts. Four times. That's that, basic logic and consistency. That Not that one, I'm complaining because the match one, was great. That one I will concede. I actually saw someone in the the live chat say you could have just had this set up from the eight man. The previous week. If this was a by, tag by, team by, title by, match, because, oh my because God. they didn't pin FTR in no, they that didn't. match. They pinned Ricky Starks. Yeah. That would be the argument. Yeah. They have not pinned the champs. As heels, they can yuck it up and say, we've beaten you twice. Mm-hmm. It's not technically true. But I that, that is a point I will concede mm-hmm. on. The championship contenders match, though, thing I will push back on. I don't because Because we on the Wrestle podcast have, have, have been, we said this a lot back in the day when they were doing the championship contenders thing. We thought it was hilarious because it was just hilarious WWE branding mm-hmm. of Vince has decided he doesn't like the word non-title match anymore. So it was redubbed it championship contenders matches however those championship contenders matches didn't actually mean anything mm. because there was a period of time when i can't remember who it was now it was like shotzi and someone else pinned the women's tag champs like three times mm. but didn't get a title shot off the back of it in championship contenders matches but AEW from day one has been very consistent if you score a pinfall on the champion you get a title shot scorpio sky pinned chris jericho yeah. very early doors in dynamite and got a title shot off the back of it because just, it, because it's it's that is has been a standard of wrestling since day dot. I don't like it. So you're just you're gonna throw all that tradition out of the window. No, I think that 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 for me feels like it one thing for one and another for another. I and I think, think that I think is. the quality of the competition in this match was so much better than than what I thought for me felt like. Why have they got to earn an opportunity? Because because at this point. They've been through all of that stuff for a potential shot. Like, you but know. I, WWE have changed their tune. Since Trips has taken over, there is more of a case of if you pin the champion or, well, I mean, until Vince came back anyway, they're about like this whole thing of wins and losses do matter. If you get some wins, you do get mm. yourself title matches. And there were people who would like pin the champions and they were like, cool, now I get a championship match off the back of it. It was very much a Vince thing because Vince has run the wrestling business for 30, 40 years. Mm. It's kind of ingrained into like, no, this is not a good way to do things. I And I, I disagree on that one. In think, sports though, and it is a sporting athletic, you know, this is the sports version of wrestling. It's more leaning a, more a, to sports a, a entertainment. Fake one, but yes. Wim- yes, a fake one, sure. But it's still trying to be that. So if in Wimbledon, if you beat Novak Djokovic, Djokovic goes out right you don't then have to beat novak djokovic again to get the trophy i don't know is, is novak djokovic the reigning the, champion the, the reigning tennis champion the reigning wimbledon champion yeah okay so you specifically in a tournament in a competition and if i'm challenging it's slightly tanking, different if it's an eliminator tournament dan it's, it's an elimination this isn't an eliminator tournament this was just a match. that's my, that's my point dan is this not you're 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 talking about i'm just saying that i don't here. no i don't think there's i don't think that it i don't like the idea that You've won. You've beaten the champions, so now you get to try and beat the champions again. It's, it's, it's. You should be contenders. Can we talk about how good the match was? <laughs> I feel like we just said I didn't even mean for this to happen. Sorry, but just say, yeah, to... Luke is one hundred percent right. It's just for ten minutes in, and we haven't talked about the incredible quality of the wrestling. This is why I get accused of nitpicking. It was just a thing where I'm like, I wish it had been for the titles. Now let's talk about the incredible quality of the match. That's where I was going. I just don't think. I don't think this idea of earning a chart of the champions by beating the champions is. Smart. I don't um, think it's smart. Oh, and also, a tradition I, be damned. I think problem solved is that you just have Juice Robinson pin uh, Cash or Dax in the eight man tag, mm. and you can set up the two out of three falls match, yeah. or set up whatever match you want to do off the back of that. And also, Look, it mean, uh, and I and I uh, to double onto that point, it also means you're not pinning Ricky Starks one week before he advances towards the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. Am I complaining about this match receiving this match on television? Oh no! Oh, it was wonderful. 
am I complaining about seeing them do a two out of three falls? Uh, later on, I was like, God, what are you... But like, to, to my point of like, how do you make this a championship match? How are they going to top this next week? Oh, you make it a two out of three falls match, which is a completely different complexion of match. Fine. Fine. And also like, you know, FTR had, you know, one of the greatest two out of three falls matches yep. I've ever seen in my life, you know, last year during their trilogy yep. uh, with, with the Briscoes. So like, I am... I, I loved this match. The match, the match was amazing. The match, the match is incredible. Like this is, I, I was saying this to Ollie, like uh, when we were just hanging out in the office earlier, that like this is, there's been this like, kind of thing against AEW over the last few weeks of like it's not been a great run for Jay White thus far. Mm. Like Jay White was the hottest free agent. Clearly, I don't think AEW expected to sign him. I think everyone was pretty much on that he's going to go to WWE. The rumor and scuttlebutt was. So I didn't even think it's rumor and scuttlebutt. I think WWE were pinned on that they were going to sign him until Vince put in no, his hiring that. freeze. Or the, the, when, because you've moved the, the merger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he put on his hiring freeze. So they didn't get Jay White. They're probably not going to get Kota Ibushi either, which is what they probably wanted to be doing. Mm. So AEW picked up Jay White and were like, oh, snap. Oh, actually, we haven't. I don't really know what we're going to do with, mm. with Jay White now. We've got to do something with him. So they put him in a feud with Ricky Starks. I didn't hate the feud with Ricky Starks. Mm. I get what people were saying. It felt like a real demotion for, for Jay. I saw, surely we're wanting good things for Ricky. This feels like a bit of a promotion for Ricky. But regardless, there have been people who have been a bit down on Bullet Club Gold. Mm. And I get that. These last like four weeks of collision have been brilliant for Jay White. Because mm. Jay White now feels like Jay White again. That bit, that time he had on Dynamite, he didn't feel like Jay White. It's this weird guy that looks like Jay White, and he wrestles like Jay White. <laughs> and but I it's see not, the Blade Runner. Yeah. I see the, but that's not that's not Jay. Mm. It's kind of like with Samoa Joe. I, I watched him for like seven years in WWE, and the entire time being like, "You're not Samoa Joe. You're not the Samoa that I Joe. You're not my Samoa Joe." Yeah. And then he like, I thought, oh, it's because he's older now. He's still, no, it's just that WWE have got a different style, and mm. he was adapting to that style. It comes out, and I was like, "Oh, there's my Samoa Joe. He's back again." I've had this with Jay White, and I thought that Jay was excellent in this match. I thought Juice Robinson was awesome in this match, and FTR as great as they always are, and the four of them just went out there and had a, a banger. This did not need to be a 28-minute banger. Mm. But on the collision, it gets to be a 28-minute banger, and I love it for that. Yeah, I think so too. I think what was interesting was that something we, we spoke about last week, Laurie and I, was the idea of Bullet Club Gold being like uh, NWO Wolfpack. Like, they're the secondary Bullet Club, and it's like, what makes you, other than you've got the t-shirts and they're a different color, like, yeah. what is it? What's who are you? It's also ousted from Bullet Club, so right. it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm painted a gold now. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's like you know, um, but they, they and then they had a weird promo with Tony, and there was a, uh, as in like it just it felt a bit. I wasn't sure what was going on in that promo. There was there was a lot of different things um, happening at once. If there was any doubt that this is, I think what's going to get them over and what's going to make them work as a team, and why I think this probably should have been a tag team title match, and why I think that the result should have stayed the same, is because. Look at the pair of them wrestle together. The characters they have, the way they were playing with the crowd, the interactions, the chemistry they have with each other, the chemistry they have with other people in the ring. Um, the the I just I just was so enamored of it, and I was like, okay, that's really a, more than a t-shirt, more than a, a hand signal. Mm -hmm. This is what is going to show us as fans of wrestling and as fans of AW. This is going to show us who you are, and it's going to allow you to stamp your identity. Because it's I mean, it's this was the old you know meme of you whatever you did prior to wwe doesn't count there is you know i don't watch japan all the time so i'm not as familiar with with jay white as everyone else um so for me this is this is i'm being given a clean slate with with um mm -hmm. jay white and if this is what i'm going to be presented i'll eat more thanks i'll have seconds <laughs> thirds and fourths because it was yeah, just yeah. incredible jay i think jay's a fascinating uh story to kind of like follow along with because he was basically being pegged as the next mm. foreign heel for New Japan. Yeah. And then Kenny left, so they had to fast track those plans. Yeah. Like they clearly, like, they had, okay, here's a two-year project that we've got with Jay White, and he can be the guy that can replace Kenny Omega at the top of the, the heel division. Mm -hmm. And then Kenny left because they wanted to go and start AEW, and they're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right, well, uh -oh. put the title on him immediately. Yeah. So they put the title on him, and like, had him beat a carder, and then he was just like, oh, he's the, he's the new Kenny Omega. But he was not ready mm. to be the next Kenny Omega. He mm. was not ready to fill Kenny's shoes. I think it's fascinating as well. They're sort of slightly rewriting this history to say that that will found himself in that position when it was very much it was kenny that was in that uh, sorry jay that was in that position but he excelled like after a rocky start where people kept saying 
this guy just has not got it. He is not as good as Omega. He is not as good as Devitt. Mm -hmm. He showed that he was, if not better, than mm. some of those guys and he really did show out in his time in in new japan pro wrestling which is why i think some people have been so disappointed with the run in aew so far because mm. he's not been jay white he's not been switchblade that, that, that we've seen previously yeah. but i feel that we are we feel, i feel like we're now getting back to that there was a moment in this match when he had cash in um sorry he had, he had cash in like a motor lock yes and he was daring Dax to get in yeah. and stop him from doing it. Yeah. And he goaded Dax into making an emotional mistake. Mm -hmm. It was a miscalculation on Dax's part. Dax gets in and chops him uh, in the middle. The referee has to throw Dax out. Jay uses this as an opportunity to knock Dax off the apron, throw him into the steps. Mm -hmm. That builds to the big cash workover mm. before the incredible Dax hot tag. And it's that little moment of Jay White's like, there's Jay. Like, that's Jay White right there. Mm. And I thought it was so well done. And there was another moment in this I particularly loved. There's like, you know, there's spots galore in this match. It wasn't like a spots match, but it was like there were spots that I absolutely endured. One of which was the, one of my favorite, like, false hope hot tags I've seen in a while, which is that Cash is trying to make it to the apron. And Juice runs around and he battles with Dax. But it's not like he yanks Dax off the apron or they battle. No, Dax again emotionally charges down the, ro uh, the ropes on his side of the ring to battle with Juice Robinson. So he's now on the opposite side of the ring, on the same side, as Cash makes it to the corner. Mm. And he turns around and he's like, where is he? And Dax realizes his mistake, runs back to go and get him. But it's too late because Jay White's cut him off again. Mm. So there were some really great... False hope moments in this that then led to some excellent near falls. Oh my god, the near falls were unreal. Like, you know, it's like the, there is a handful of people who can sell a two point nine 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 kick out, and one of them is Jay White. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree to all. I think this is one of the benefits of Collision, which is that um, the the problem with <laughs> the problem with AEW is that there are too <laughs> many stars. Um, one of the one of the issues I currently have with with especially if this was happening on dynamite the other week was i don't love the fact that currently the main main event stuff is elite bcc because your world champion is in the mid card uh -huh. and for me that feels like the world champion regardless should be at the top and i think what mjf and adam cole are doing is meriting it i think that storyline is is it's uh nascent and exceptional yeah. i love it i love the work i love the performance yeah. i still don't think it feels like it is the top storyline in aew but it is like a close second but that's the thing your world champion is a close second and i think mm. your world champion should be now that's a problem for them to work as what a problem oh no we have too many brilliant people working yeah. for us like it's that's not a criticism of bcc and elite which i also think is a main event program it's just that thing of I feel like your world champion should be the top. So everyone, and then, and then we had the, the issue with the four way, which was unbelievable, um, a double or nothing, but also it didn't feel like a main event feud leading up to it with, with this hierarchy and with this level of talent, it's difficult to get, you know, make a name for yourself. So if you're coming in and people have this, these expectations of Jay White, and so they're not so thrilled with his run, well, it's kind of cause where else is he going to go on the card yep. with collision and with a soft roster split or whatever, this and with more of a focus on in ring than in in the other things, and the other things are absolutely present, but with more of a focus on wrestling as the method of storytelling. This is Jay White's moment. This is yeah. Jay White's spot. This is where we get the most out of this person. And I um, I'm kind of really excited for the Owen Hart tournament to be over, so that we can start seeing that that spread to other members of the roster. Yeah, find out what's in that bag. Find out what's in the bag. Yeah, I, there's the, the tag action here was just like I, one moment. Was, I just wrote this tag action is amazing. Yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, you know me and tag. I love a tag match. I've always loved tag team wrestling. I think there's there was the superplex that led into the splash from uh, FTR yeah. that was love so the, good. The late arrival for Cash to get up for that splash yeah. as well. And I, here's the other thing that made the near falls so good. And this is one. This this is what I think specifically is going to make the two out of three falls match so interesting and why why that for me was where I was like, ah, this is where you take it to the next level is because the three count was a shocker. I didn't see it coming. I was ready yeah. then because they had given us so many near falls. By the time we did get to the three count, 
Ah, oh, there he is. Is it Cash? I can never remember. It's because it of Dash Dawson and Scott. And I think Ka- it, was, it was Dax that was pinned. Because Dax, Dax. They, so they took out. FTR Wheeler. bald was pinned. FTR yeah. not bald was the one diving FTR into the hair. ring. FTR yeah. hair. Was... Because it was it was a blade run into Wheeler and that took him out. And they yeah. were like, that is Cash out of this match sure. now. So it was like Dax is on his own. He does mm-hmm. the yay boo spot. Uh, Juice gets the blind tag yeah. to White. So Dax doesn't realize that uh, Juice is tagged in. So he just thinks that Juice is attacking him from behind. Right. So he keeps his focus on Jay White while fighting off Mm -hmm. uh, Juice. But then Juice hits his finish. Yeah. And Juice pins him. And they timed it so perfectly to make it look like it was an error. Mm -hmm. They did this spot so brilliantly to make it look like they mistimed the three count. And it was not the planned finish of the match. Clearly was the planned finish. Because it was so well done. Because it was so well done. And also the structure and timing of the show worked out to be that is when that finish was supposed to go down. Mm. But it was so perfectly done that the crowd didn't fully believe that was the finish. Mm. And it was leading to the idea of we could be going to a draw. And I think draws in AWR have been used brilliantly. And I think that it's a, it, it was a potential... We, 28 minutes, wasn't it? 28 minutes. 28, minute minutes and 28 minutes and 10 seconds. So we were leading right up to it. It was getting there and it was getting frantic. And the other, uh, this is, and it came after the match had started with a sort of slow build. Kevin Kelly even at one point said that they haven't been able to get out of second gear yet. And then there, I remember there came a point in the match where I realized I was leaning forward. I, I didn't do it. I did it. <laughs> yeah, it just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I'm so here now. Like I'm so present for this because they have done this beautiful graph mm. and the, the action was relentless and it was frenetic and it was genuine feeling of, and this is why I was like, oh, I wish it was a title match because I, I, I think they were giving us pay-per-view title match on weekly television, which was wonderful to receive. Thank you so much. More please. And we're going to get it next week as well. But um, yeah, I just, I did, they, it, they just did so well with the timing of that finish and having set up so many near falls that I was expecting a near fall and the level of like exhaustion and guttedness on the faces and and body language of FTR really sold that moment even more. I think on every level, this was an outstanding match. Yeah. Potential match of the year. Um, And and they do it all over again next week. Fully my only criticism and this is where people people talk about this in terms of nitpicking because when you, when you put over something so good and then you say there was a negative that I didn't like they're like well you're nitpicking can't you just enjoy it well first of all it's my job yeah, yeah. <laughs> but second of all um, it's holding them to this high standard I really hold AEW to a very very high standard perhaps an unfairly high standard because mm. I know the process that's gone into it I know why why it exists and what they believe and they talk a big game and I think they they also deliver a big game so I expect more from them right. Um, and it, and, it, and, it, and as well, it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like beating the champion to get a title shot. I think you should earn yourself a title shot and then you face the champion. You don't go in day one facing the champion. For me, that's how that works. But that's a personal thing. I get it. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I get it. And I get that's, you know, the, the beauty of, of discussion is that it's a rich tapestry of opinions. Like mm. for me, it works both ways. Yeah, like I like the idea of people going through various, like winning a bunch of matches, and then you have got enough mm. uh, momentum behind you to get a title shot. That is a great little story to tell. I think also pinning the champions, and because you pin the champions, I think you should get a title shot off the mm-hmm. back of that, and then you do. Mm. It works both ways for me. Like I'm happy for either way. I, I think you could have done this setup in the eight man tag. Mm. I think that kind of removes the option of doing the match two weeks in a row. But also then they did enough in this match to make me want to see them do it oh all God. over again. And particularly as well, because in this match, Wheeler had a visual pin on Jay White. Mm. Quite early doors as well, quite early on the match, which I think is a very smart thing to do when you're setting up a two out of three falls match for the following week. Yeah. Is that this match, the first fall might not come 28 minutes in, more likely it'll come nine minutes in when this first fall would have taken place had the referee not been distracted and that's where like you know critiquing booking on one level and then critiquing booking on the other level mm-hmm. um like praising booking on the other level is that of all the matches that you could pick it's an absolutely genius choice to book a two out of three falls match i think you yeah. know because it's like exactly for that reason but also because um it makes sense with the story it makes sense with the um the 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 tale that we're being told um don't like one thing love the other choice so yeah. very smart it's also it's not nitpicking Dan. I, I i just want to be 
a hundred percent clear. You tell him, I won't. <laughs> Your point about this match is not nitpicking. I think it is, but I do understand where <laughs> not nitpicking. There's a perspective that comes from where you're like. I think the reason people say nitpicking is the idea that it's like everything is really good, and it, and when you're given a match like this, kind of how can you whinge, right? So I think mm. I can understand someone saying like, oh, just don't be negative, just enjoy the thing. I can understand it. I can I can see why someone might say that's a nitpicking thing. I don't think it is, but also, you know. I think it is, like a lot of things on the internet, it's a word that has lost all meaning. Mm. Mm. There's some words I think that, you know, I won't, we won't get into it now. Maybe I'll have the discussion with you off. Oh, it. let's make a list each other. We could do three counts, but it's with words that no longer have, <laughs> words any, that meaning. No longer have yeah. any meaning anymore. Um, please do keep getting in your CMDMs to restalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar amount. And also our moderators will be, uh, pa- yeah, spamming might be the word I would use. Spamming. A word that has not lost all context no. in, the, in the terms of the internet. Spamming links to our Monday night war stream that we're going to be doing on Parts Fun Known in an hour at 65 minutes time. Yeah. 65 minutes time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So this episode of Collision opened with a very cool like video hype promo for your two big matches on this show. That I being... love these pre, pre-episode pre promos. So good. Starks and Hobbs uh, in the Owen Hart tournament and Joe and Punk. Mm-hmm. Joe Punk for ahead of their Owen Hart um, semi-final match that they were having. I thought this was really, really great. Particularly as well because it ends with CM Punk being like, oh, I've got some things I want to say. I'm going to go do it live right now. Mm. And he walks off shot. We get the Elton John intro and then Punk just comes out. Not his music. Still, Not his music. Still to the theme song. I thought it was a really a smart way to kind of like structure the show. It was and make cool. It feel like, wow, what can, what's going to happen? It next? kicks you off with a sense of urgency. Yeah. It's that whole thing of what's going to happen. Yeah. Look, I'm a childish man. Uh, I, I will fully admit that. I, uh, I I tried my best at lad humor. Uh, oh, you did and- earlier on and it tanked. It was so funny. <laughs> no, no, it didn't tank. 
because everyone really thought it was funny but ironically thought it was funny because it's not a funny joke. That's not how, that's not what you were going for. You <laughs> that were going... is what I was going for. <laughs> Dan, look at me. Look at me. Look where I am. Look what I'm surrounded by. I can't do lad humor. Of course I can't. But I can do it ironically. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. But I am a childish, childish person. So them just constantly saying Regina. <laughs> Stop! No, it means queen! <laughs> because. So there's a Bloodhound Gang song called 3.14 of uh, the album Hooray for Boobies. Um, <laughs> where the central crux of the song is it's hard to rhyme a word like vagina, Calvin Klein kinder, North Carolina. Yeah. Whole joke is. Can't find any words that rhyme with uh, vagina. vagina. He calls his mum. There's a prank thing at the side. He calls his mum, and uh, she's like suggesting something. Like, How about that teenage witch, Sabrina? Nice. It's very good. Yeah. So anytime he kept saying Regina, I could just hear the Bloodhound Gang yeah. in my head singing. It's hard to rhyme a word like Regina. I haven't thought about the Bloodhound Gang since probably 2001. So I don't. I did not have this issue uh, today. I had, I had a great time with this. Also, credit to AEW because they made this 2000 Faithful look like it was a packed old building. I mean, shot I, very cleverly this episode. Uh, credit to them, the fans themselves, for being yeah. loud. Oh, right, yeah. Um, they weren't for one match, which we'll get to later on. But um, uh, talk about, uh, it's been, and, and to get into the promo, the thing that I really enjoyed from the crowd was that one guy shouting, Joe's going to kill you, which... Yeah. Punk responded to, not before someone else had the opportunity to fire back, no, he's not, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. I, okay, I mean, this this tells you everything you need to know about me as a person mm. and why I do not do lad humor or anything Great. like that. Yeah. Or when you mentioned sports earlier and I had a big old question mark above my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said in this, um, if Joe beats me in a dream, he better wake up and apologize. And I was like, oh, that's from a movie. And I was trying to Google what it was. What I was thinking of was from Reservoir Dogs. Mm -hmm. when it says, you shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. No, it's a quite famous Muhammad Ali quote. <laughs> but I'm there being like, Quentin Tarantino put in a script once. Which uh, he did. Punk, very much the baby face here, was yeah. treated like a baby face as well. Yes, the crowd was very responsive. Very yeah. pro-punk, this crowd. They got the memo. Uh, and he was there to put over Owen Hart and put over the importance of this tournament. It was, it was a nice way to start this show probably massively unnecessary yeah. but you know what it was it was not the worst thing i've ever seen no it wasn't the worst thing i've ever seen i you know like i say i love the promos that open the show uh, i love the, the love the urgency of it this promo was a lot of fire and very little substance oh yeah he kind of came out and just said some things and then at one point he said this is the biggest match of my career honey yeah. it's not even your biggest match in aw and there was he said this might be the biggest match of my career and i don't know i went nah, nah it's I, not i don't think it is though mate and more power to you for trying, but I was like, personally, it was a thing of, he's, you know, well, yeah, on the three occasions the, hey, he's hey, never yeah. beaten Joe. So personally, you could make the argument it's the biggest match of his career. I just don't buy that. Here's my thing that with that is that it's like, will you sell me that? Sell me that. Like, tell me that story. I was like really excited for Punk to cut a promo on why this match was so important to him and why this match was so special and talk about that history and talk about. And we just sort of didn't get any of that. It was him. more about Owen Hart. It was more about Owen Hart, which like you know, lovely and respectful. Mm. Thank you very much. But we we, we have that in the, in this tournament. It's called Owen Hart, so you don't need to put Owen Hart over. We already do. So tell us about you guys and tell us about your history. Do a little bit about Owen Hart and then tell us about you guys. We then did get it with a little package, which I really appreciated. The, oh, that Ring of Honor little video package would, like, was yeah. so good, like highlighting the three matches that they have had previously. Mm -hmm. But even more brilliantly than that, promos by them mm -hmm. from 15 years ago. Oh my God, that was so prescient. So good. Particularly Punk's watch was, next time we meet, and there will be a next time, you're going to find out who the king is. Yeah. And I was like, and here we are, 15 years later, and that next time is happening. The, what did Joe say? Joe said something that felt like it was a promo that he cut last week about, <laughs> about what's coming. But yeah. it, and, then it, and then it was like, I was like, cripes, that's lucky. What a great find in the archives. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Uh, the Owen Hart tournament uh, continued with Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Speaking of things I, I like about Collision, and this is something that Dynamite uh, annoyingly doesn't do often enough, is they use a lot of video context to inform you, the viewer, that's like, if you're new to this product, yeah. here are these people. Mm -hmm. Or like, here are, you know, I... Me and Ollie, I'm on Dynamite Reviews, used to be like, oh, I, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't get this pit of the storyline or anything. And then people was like, that's because it happened on Being the Elite. Right. I was like, well, that's, that's no not good. Because there's a small portion of the audience that watch Being the Elite and watch, that watch Dynamite. To your so point. You need to be able to tell me, keep me up with, 
he was like, oh, well, Hangman, I've been doing loads of stuff with the Dark Order. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. on the YouTube yeah. show. I'm watching Dynamite. You need to be able to show me these things. I, I, a big tick on that one for me, because I agree. Um, I, I Before joining WrestleTalk and working with everyone, I, I was more of a casual AW viewer. Um, so I missed all of this. I didn't know that their history yeah. together. So I actually thought it was really interesting that we had two matches in the semifinals that were both steeped in a, a type of history. One 17 years brewing, one more recent. But they could have made more out of that. And so I appreciated that I was given a little, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. we got a video recap of Starks and Hobbs qualifying on last week's mm-hmm. show. But then we got recaps of Hobbs helping Ricky Starks win the FTW Championship, yeah. which I thought was a really cool bit, and showing them working together as a tag team. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, these two tag partners so are now colliding. Well, to Again, form the sports element of it. Yeah. I love, I love a, nothing makes me cry more than a BBC sports package. Like when they show you a little, it's the things beforehand. They really sell it to mm. you. And it's these things that make me invested. It makes you as the audience member invest more when you're given more context. Really good, really good. But this match really was a lot about QT uh, on the outside, particularly as we got into the finish. This was much better than their all-out match. It was given way more time. Uh, QT tripped Starks. And that allowed Powerhouse Hobbs to hit the Spinebuster. Mm-hmm. But the referee, Aubrey Edwards, knows that QT Marshall is a bit of a dick on the outside. Mm-hmm. So went over to ask him, did you trip Starks? And the more he protested, the more he was distracting the referee. It was not his intention to distract the referee. He was just pleading his case. And that distracted the referee. Mm-hmm. And that allowed for Hobbs to stop the cover, Starks to hit the spear and get the win. I really liked it as a finish. I really didn't. Uh, not well, well, I did and I didn't. I, I agree with all of that. Mm. I think it is truly stupid to be someone's manager and not just back away completely. The ref is saying, get down, get down. And he's not getting down. Meanwhile, one, mm. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's truly. He's that's a bad manager. He's a bad manager. He's a bad performer. But that's the but story. In, in kayfabe. That's the story, isn't yeah. it? So like, I, I then was like, nah, yes, I understand it. I'll go with it. It was a thing I didn't like in service to a story, which meant that after the match, when we got a little push extravaganza mm-hmm. and then a spine buster on Aaron Solo. Thank you. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, go on. Let's that, like, you know, yeah. give, give, it, give him his. Because again, I've been sort of told for the past few weeks, like, Hobbs is way better than this QT Marshall guy. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. He's, he's better really, than way, way better. He should not have been part of QTV. So, like, I was ready for a full beatdown, which we didn't quite get, but I at least appreciated that that was sort of mentioned, that yeah. was talked about. So I, I kind of, I, I stepped down. In, in, the, in the weeks that we've had since uh, the, the Don Callis thing for in the, the Kenny Will match, mm. a referee being logical and being a smart referee. Yeah. Oh, yes. Is yeah, because that was the one criticism against that. So I, yeah, and I, and I went hard on that. So I agree. A, re- a ref doing their job, I appreciate. Yeah, so QT was trying to console Hobbs afterwards, but Hobbs shoved him down. He gave Aaron Solo the spine buster and was about to beat up QT more, but Harley Cameron dived in front of QT and Hobbs walked away. So I guess Hobbs is out of uh, QTV. It's what it's Good. ambiguous enough. It's ambiguous enough. We've just been frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Miro cut a video promo. No, no one can hurt the man who has nothing else to love. I am Miro, and I send some big battles coming, and it's the one we've all been waiting for. Poor Lana. I was curious what it all means. Nothing else to love. <laughs> then referenced her again. Yeah. I uh, will say, with uh, the good thing about the Owen tournament finishing is, like I said, we were going to get more opportunities mm-hmm. to see people. Miro is one of them. Um, feels refreshed. Seems to be in great shape. Oh, my God. Last week, I was having, I was having time of my life watching him. He looked great. Um, and I think uh, it's now time to give him a little promo, a program rather, something yeah. something to sink his teeth into, a real nice bit of story. Um, who knows what that might be? I'm curious to find out what it is, but it's just nice to see him cutting promos again. Yes. I agree with you. It's yeah. time for a story now. Um, we cut backstage to Tony Schiavone, who was with Willow Nightingale to explain that Nightingale picked up an injury during her uh, NJPW Strong Women's Title match against Julia that mm-hmm. she can't compete tonight. Yeah. Uh, which that was obviously our scheduled match, that, mm-hmm. and we got something else. But well, we got two matches uh, in its place instead, mm-hmm. which suggests to me that that match was going to be given some time. Yes, which, I mean, which makes sense with the show. Absolutely, uh, it's happening next Friday on Rampage instead. Yes, it's a shame that's not going to be on TV. Wham wham, and yeah, exactly. I don't, it, <laughs> Dynamite. Oh, the problem is they've already got one women's match on Dynamite. Oh, so you can't have more. You can't. Than that. You can't. You just Dan. I just don't think it's possible. Nah. To book one. More than one women's match per wrestling card, unless it's a pay per view. Because then you'd be pandering. Because in which case you might be able to do two. Might some squeeze another one. Possibly on three if you've yeah. got another, if you've got Soraya on the card. But yeah, <laughs> it just means that 
Yeah, it's got to be done on Rampage. I really like Willow Nightingale. She's great. I really do. And I really like that Athena got a little promo spot here as I well. I love Athena. I think it was good for both of them to get. I mean, it's 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 making the best of a bad situation to give them time on TV at least. Again, yeah. thank you for explaining it to audiences who may not be on Twitter all the time. Like, you could have just palmed it off and said, that, oh, she's injured, we'll do it another time. Instead, we got a little segment, which provides a little in for the match beyond just, yeah. you know, because, because again, not that I like, I, I hit, okay, here's where I'll allow it. If Willow beats Athena in the context of a tournament and then goes, I'd like to go at that belt now, that's fine. Yeah. Beating her to earn a shot, different. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. Because one of them's a tournament and one of them's different. It's not the same. It is the same. It's not the same. Um, And yeah, I mean, Athena did allude to that to be like, if you can beat me, then maybe you'll get a shot at this ROH Women's Champion. The forever champion Athena, I believe, 2023 is undefeated. So congratulations to her. Got a video package for Blood and Guts, or as an uh, Omega chat we had in the Dynamite review, accidentally mistyped the two Blood and Guys. Which, <laughs> which, not wrong. Well, that's exactly what I said this on the news on Friday. That is just what I'm going to refer to it as now. It's Blood and Guys. We see far more guys than we do Guts. Uh, the, one of the replacement matches we got for Athena and Willow Hall was Julia Hart versus Bambi Hall. So clearly they're desperate for ratings. They're putting Julia Hart out on TV. That is not a joke, by the way. Julia Hart is a rating spike. Really? Oddly, and I she's very compelling. She is very compelling. When she's been on Rampage, it's done better numbers and her quarter hours spike more than anyone else. Is it because she's fit? Like not to not to dismiss her her work, because like I say, she she is very good. People at the character. This is this is an opportunity for her to develop more in ring. Is it people like the theme song? The theme song's the, great. Because I mean, I know the Tempest likes it. Tempest yeah. won't shut up about her entrance <laughs> theme. It's all the ever that he talks about these days. He listened to it like five times in a row a couple oh, of weeks dear. back. Um but anyway, Julia Hart quickly tapped out this young Bambi Hall, and it was fun. Yeah, it was it. I I really enjoyed that night when we're gonna said this local competitor. I was like, thank you for giving us the meme. <laughs> Um, this match for me exposed how how uh, small this little crowd was because mm. they were quite quiet for a bit, and so the echo got really loud, got really loud. Um, Regina apparently is quite a small town, so on the one hand, it's quite nice of them to go there. Uh, I think the, I think the capacity of this arena for hockey is like six thousand, mm. um, but it was like I think it was a testament to the passion of the crowd that shows. They kind of, you know, this, yeah. this otherwise would have been, it was exposed in this match I think, I, a little bit. Also, just, it just sort of occurred to me then when I mentioned earlier this a pro punk crowd. Mm. I wonder if it's because there's probably quite a few comp tickets here. Ah. And if you are just going there as someone who doesn't really know much of mm-hmm. AEW, but you have heard of you a heard CM, CM Punk, Punk, you go there and you cheer the CM Punk. Mm. If you're, they were quite uh, passionately in his favor in their defense. So yeah. yes, but but that's what I mean is like, but if he's the one guy that you do know right. of, you are mm. going to be passionately pro that mm. guy, not knowing the context of brawl out or anything like that. That is, I'm not saying that is what happened. I'm just no, saying, I'm, just, I'm presenting that as, a, as my wife recently told me, this is one of her ex. I'm presenting that as a potential worldview. <laughs> <laughs> she hates Clock Tower. It was from, we say it every it was five from minutes. Clock Tower. Yeah. She was like, it's a real ick for me. <laughs> <laughs> People say, I'm just going to put out this potential world. Potential worldview. <laughs> no, it's, it's, but it's interesting as well because um, it, the, the, you have the alternate with the WWE card often is that these arenas can be close to full. Mm. And some people aren't making any noise. Yeah. So, like, what's going on? It's, it's, it's this very weird thing. I'd, I'd rather, however many people were in the crowd, that you were making it feel like a vibe. Because that's how you make it feel like a, a must-watch show. Apparently, uh, the population of uh, Regina is 226,000. There you go. That's what I'm saying. It's a t- it's a small town. So, well, on the one saying, hand... They're saying that it's not that small. But I, 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 live get... in a, I live in a 10 million city. Like, yeah. you know. Also, Canada and the UK are very different. So, that's our perspectives of... Yeah. Like, they're, like, in America, they're like, oh, it's just a short six-hour drive. Yeah. And we're like, I'm sorry, that's at least four rest stops overnight. (laughs) I get through, I can get the M4, M5, and M6 into Scotland by the time. So it's it's all perspective, I suppose. But yeah. Um, Malachi Black cut a promo on Andrade about stealing his mask, and Andrade cut a return promo backstage, which was very nice. Um, I'm into the idea of the story. Yeah. Um, And again, I think they need this. This felt like the same as last week a little bit. Like it was more more of that. Um, So I'm, I'd like, I'm looking forward to them having this. Is another one where space for more things that other than the tournament um kevin kelly saying i appreciate that he spoke slowly so that we could all understand was a sure bit that, of a yikes i'm not for me. sure that's what he was inferring no i don't think it was what, it, he, was what, inferring he, was, what he was inferring was that he is getting across the the yeah. importance of this and making sure that his point is being very clearly heard. I, I agree that's probably what he was going for 
but it was a bit of a yikes. I, I will not have any slander against Kevin Kelly. I love Kelly, he Kevin is, Kelly. He is the world's greatest play-by-play commentator. I'm inclined to agree. Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness are a fantastic team. They certainly are. He had a little flubsy in this line, though. <laughs> I'm not saying he's perfect. <laughs> um... We then got the FTR and Bullet Club gold match. I've seen a few people uh, trying to, I don't know what the word is here, instigate war about <laughs> about different like <laughs> ideology. Well, what I, kind I, of war? Well, war of idiotic statements, I guess, because if people are like, well, on one hand, you've got 28 minutes of great wrestling, and on another show, you've got 28 minutes of teenage melodrama in reference to the Bloodline segment, which oh. was like 35 minutes. There's room in the world for both. That's exactly the point, Dan, is that there is a world for both. However, there are some people who are using this as an opportunity to be like, aha, uh-huh, I can stoke some fires here. Do you know what? This is my thing to talk about. Because um, I, I, I haven't really spoken about these things so much. Other, other people have. I got a comment on the, on the Forbidden Door review. Someone just said, oh, you can tell Dan doesn't care about AEW. And let me tell you something. I don't really care about AEW. I don't really care about WWE either. I don't really care about these companies. You know what I care about? care about wrestling care about the art of pro wrestling and the storytellers who do it i care about the narrative in this incredible medium that is so unique i care about the live spectacle of it all i care about the performance i care about the theater i care about the the drama that you can get and all the different ways i think it's so in- incredible it's my favorite thing in the world and it has been i've had a longer relationship with wrestling than i've had with most people in my life so and, I, and it's there for me when some people aren't you know i love wrestling I care about AEW and WWE in the same way that I care about Sony Pictures. Like, if Sony Pictures goes down, I'll worry about the state of the movie industry. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to cry for Amy Pascal. You know what I mean? No one cries so for like, Amy Pascal. Well, there you go. But here's the thing. I've seen I... emails. <laughs> we, we all saw, saw the emails. We all saw the emails. <laughs> spoiled and talented brats. I, um, but, but point being... What a wonderful era it is to be a wrestling fan where we can have a 28-minute melodramatic soap opera in front of a live crowd segment and the crowd are on hanging on every moment and then they're really milking it and screaming. And then the, like a couple of days later, literally, uh, in a, this a case, literally a day later, we get a 28-minute match where like I couldn't breathe for a part of it because it was so incredible. Mm. What a wonderful thing. Why are we complaining about this? You, Some of you weren't around to watch Vladimir Kozlov <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> Do you remember Mama Benjamin? God love her, because I do. I liked that story. Listen, I wasn't mad about it, but it was not great. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Okay, fine. Uh, for the three weeks that it lasted. Um, we then got the other match that replaced Willow Nightingale and Athena, which was Scorpio Sky and Action Andretti. This is Sky's first match back in about a year or so. The crowd did not care, and he won with the TKO. I think it was interesting because this match. So no, I think they were more burned out by the previous matches. Oh yeah, not you're a bit knackered. But yeah. also, but but also, how do you watch the show? Do you watch it on a fight? Fight, right? So I watch it on fight as well, yeah. which means we get them saying keeps with us in picture and picture, picture and picture. But we don't get the picture and picture. We just get the, the picture, the match, which means we get commercial wrestling as part of the match. Surely. And often in commercial wrestling, even in picture and picture, they will slow things down a little bit. Oh yeah, that's where the rest holds come in. The rest holds come in. And so it feels like, because we're still getting commentary, we're still getting everything, it feels like the match feels disjointed. It feels hard to get into. So when you're only getting a small portion of telly time at the best of times, and part of that is, you know, um, commercial picture and picture rest hold stuff, mm-hmm. it's hard to really get into it. So crowd burned out. The match also wasn't designed to pop them in that big way. Nice to see Scorpio Sky back on telly getting yeah. a match. Um, this th- is this the second match where it probably was time for Willow and Athena? Yes, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This was this was a, pr- a bonus match. Yeah. So, in that respect, did its job. Yeah. Uh, this is I'm, I'm going to use this as my bragging moment here. Please. Um, but uh, as a longtime fight viewer of AEW shows, okay. uh, if it's a match where I'm like, this is going to be nothing during the commercial break, during the picture in picture, if you just sort of press on your the right key as uh, forwards ten seconds. Yeah. You know what camera angles they use for the we're coming back live. Can you tell me them? Because I've been trying to work it out for the past couple of weeks. Uh, I'll, I'll show you them. It's usually the crane shots. Right. Usually from the crowd ah, up to the ring lovely. or like a swooping round shot. Lovely. But there are, AEW have like five camera moves that they do to mm. show we're coming back from commercial break. Because even if I was in America so I, watching... I spot them from a mile away. I was watching Picture in Picture, I still get up and go to the loop. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's still an ad break. Yeah, I guess it's designed to catch people who are flicking channels and yeah. they're like just flicking oh, through the some ad wrestling break. on. Yes. I, get, oh, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But... Uh, also, if I can do my little snarky comment, good job on getting that action and ready guy over Chris Jericho. <laughs> 
Uh, we then had our main event of Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. This crowd was super hot for it Punk. It felt like a main event, didn't it? It really did. Mm. And Joe did the walkaway spot, so it's a five-star oh, match. I loved it. The bantering off of a high crossbody. It is perhaps my favorite spot in the, in all of professional wrestling. I remember the first time I saw Samoa Joe yeah. do the walkaway spot in TNA in like 2005. <laughs> and I was like, it's the greatest spot I've ever seen in the history of professional wrestling. And he does it all the time. And I love it. And every time he does it, it just gets better and better. I um, see you and I raise you. And it's the only thing where I'm like, you can't do it enough. And I think the reason they can't do it all the time, that's what makes it sing even more for me is that Satnam Singh moment where he dives out of the ring and doesn't move at all <laughs> where, he, where, he, where, the, where the Topo Suicida hits you and you don't sell it yeah. that is the only for thing I, I find better Satnam Singh doing the dive for a second no, I was no, like no, no. what match did I miss <laughs> could you imagine no that's the only thing that I, I get more entertained by than walking away yeah, that's, yeah. That, I mean that's great uh, I love having I, I've written here I'm going to sound like a broken record but I love having my Samoa Joe back oh yeah yeah I mean you did you did yeah uh, Joe dominated a lot of this match mm. um, and it meant that CM Punk had to wrestle a slightly different style than he would normally yeah. like he would do rather than do one uh, running knee strike in the corner he did multiple running knee strikes in the corner because he needed to wear the bigger man yes. down especially if he was going to try and hit the GTS on yeah. and he did hoist him up for the GTS at one point but couldn't quite get it there and actually got the win with a shock roll up after surviving the Kikina clutch, but mm -hmm. it was very, you know, visual to notice. Joe was the one that was standing up at the end of the match, and it was it was CM Punk that was sat down. It was knackered, and they like they put over really clever on commentary. Uh, Kevin Kelly was saying this that Andrew Thomas, the referee, had to like go up and tell Punk you just won that match because yeah. Punk himself didn't realize because he was mm. so like battered and bruised that he'd actually beaten he'd, Joe. He'd won him, yeah. He hadn't quite registered the fact you have just beaten Samoa Joe, mm. something you've not been able to do for 17 years. I think that's... Uh, uh, I love the fact that it's just... It's, it's a wrestling thing. It's a wrestling hold. You know, it's perfectly legitimate. Mm. It didn't feel cheap. It didn't no. feel like he... And, but, and yet, because it's one of those things, of, it, it does just take three seconds. If you can keep as... You could do it immediately. If you can use your strength to keep their shoulders to the mat for three seconds, that's a win. You know, it's how it works. So it was, it was really cool as well. I don't think the match quite, like, took off. For me, it, it felt like this was because uh, although this is Joe Punk four, this is Joe Punk. Years. This is Joe Punk one of the AEW era. Yes. Like, this has felt like this is just part one of mm. the story that we're telling here. Particularly because uh, Punk beat so Joe beat him up after the yeah. match. Yeah, and they're considerably older, so like the, their styles aren't going to be what you expect from early Norsey's Ring of Honor Punk and Joe. They're gonna they're gonna be different. Mm -hmm. They're still gonna be great in their own way. Um, and I loved as well over Kelly, Kevin Kelly. Um, it was like, how do you avoid the choke? Don't get in it. Well, now what? <laughs> because Punk had said on commentaries, I avoided by not getting in, getting in the move. Well, you're in it now. So what are you going to do? And, I, and that really sold that to me. That was great call. Um, and then there was a minute where I was ready to be real mad about Roddy Strong because I was kind of disappointed last week that that it, he wasn't brutalized enough. It was a sidewalk slam onto a onto a chair and he got mm. stretched out of the building and, and we had to have a medical update in the middle of Dynamite. And it felt like they weren't going to reference that at all. And Joe was just mm. going to be like, yeah, well. So when he pulled him into that cocaine clutch and choked him out and was like, I'm better than you. I'm better. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. It came in from the code of honor handshake as yeah. well. Like the disrespect from. Samoa so I Joe. would rock the code of honor handshake. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even, I just was like, oh, there you go, handshake. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Code of honor. Code of honor. Love that. Love that touch. Great. I thought it was really, really great. I thought the post-match was excellent. FTR ran down to, because Joe went outside to get the chair, exactly what he did to Roddy last week. FTR ran down to, to ward him off. And then the final shot was Ricky Stark staring down CM Punk as they're going into their finals match next week. Which is a, a great, a great choice for the final, I think. I kind of hope Starks wins. Me too. I, I think you've got a good story you can tell with, uh, punk being hurt going in and they've got a little union between them as well yeah i so. i think it'd be really nice i'd really like to see starks win this yeah I, I don't think he will but i would really like to see him win yeah i just want to give a quick shout out as well mara's in the chat hey, mara. so hi mara lovely to see you uh you just mentioned there joe isn't what he was but he's still a delight mm. but i love him so much i do too I love him so much he's I just really do. he's perfect he's my perfect samoa joe um right i'm just going to quickly see if we have shout outs to do on this show we do in fact Ooh. uh if i can find them i found them if you want to join us over on wrestle.com nope 
patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Uh, you, hmm, try again. Do you know what? Dan, I'm just going to. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and become one of our pledge hammers on Patreon. What's great about that is because as I edit this show, I can yeah. cut out my flub. Great. Nice yeah. work. I was like, you just pulling the curtain back there. Yeah, no, it's, it's exposing not like, the business. It's not like it's a live show or anything where my my flub and my, my inability to be able to do this job to an adequate standards is mm. broadcast to the entire world. It's already gone viral. Yeah. So become one of our pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. We've got a whole bunch of content over there, including uncut versions of things like No Holds Board. We've got the uh, Monday Night War booking podcast. We've also got a series of podcasts. Every Wednesday, a new podcast comes out. This week, it will be Talk Behind the Scenes. Next week, it will be Talk After Dark. And then the week after that, it will be Ollie Davis and I, the three-peat. Three TNA shows have oh. now won the poll. And we're going to be doing TNA Victory Road 2009 for Wrestle Talk Extra. Which is the Jenna Maraska Charmel minus five star match? It'll be the second time within yeah. the span of six months where I will get to watch that match again. Have you? Oh, <laughs> don't, get, was, don't get distracted sorry, by, I, by Pete walking. But in. it's just such a vision. Um, have Have you? Have you? Has Ollie questioned whether or not you're reading these votes? No, 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 no. He just knows that it's it's what the people want. It's what I mean, they clearly do. But if you are one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read out on the air like these fine folks. Daniel, sweet American chocolate Ibarra. It's actually Mexican chocolate. What did I say? You said American chocolate. Oh, I do apologize. It's a different country. It is very much a different, cho- uh, different country and a different chocolate. Daniel, sweet Mexican chocolate Ibarra. A tall, handsome guy who has goals in life, Delonta Blaine. Dr. Hook, Nolan Evans. All ego, Ethan Wiley. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Nolan Biscuits here, <laughs> Fred Verst. <laughs> what a shame. They're playing London. Uh, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit in like, uh, it's the week after SummerSlam. Where, where are they playing? The South Bank? Like just on the corner, they're busking? Yeah, it's like Gunnersbury Gunners- Park. Gunnersbury Park? Yeah. They're doing the, they're doing the festival. Well, they're doing like a, a little mini festival as well. Oh, sick. Pendulum are playing. Gunnersbury Park is a good good place for a venue. It, it's good actually, place for a venue. I, I might, because I was, I was sitting my wife's like, oh, I might go to this. I said, when is it? I told her. And she's like, is that the week after SummerSlam? I said, yeah. She goes, you work in SummerSlam? I said, yeah. She goes, maybe don't do two weekends in a row <laughs> where like you leave me and your child. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> maybe I won't do SummerSlam then. Um, Always shining, Garrett Albright. Hannah, a baby. Hannah, a baby. baby. Come on, man. <laughs> it's much, much funnier this way. YI, Geordie Bus Driver, Harry. The Aztec Warrior, Hector Rodriguez. The Overstepper, James Nepper. And Murderous, James Murta. That is your uh, Hall of Fame class for the 10th of July 2023. Right, so let's get into your. I can't get this link to open, Dan. Yeah, I had to press and hold it. Is that what I've got to do? And then open link. There you go. And do you know what? We actually have no ultra chance at all. Interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Mm. Which means we're going to wrap up this episode. Well, there you go. Thank you all so much for watching. Please do press the subscribe button if you haven't already. You've made it this far. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Thank you all so much for joining us. Head on over to Parts Fun Known because in 35 minutes' time, we'll be going live on Parts Fun Known with Monday Night War. It's me versus Pete, my GM mode on WWE 2K23. This will be week. 15 16 16 through to 20 Mm. where currently your boy is number one and he's gonna hold on to that number one i ain't coming second today and kendo nagasaki british wrestling legend kendo nagasaki believes in me i've been making some calls for pete to get giant haystacks in some way i think you're gonna really struggle with that one but yeah i was he's well dead i was making the wrong kind of calls (laughs) I I i have a medium just next door he is. He's very dead. Very dead. He's yeah. very, very yeah. dead. Sorry. He's Ken's, Ken's still with us. Well, there you go. So yeah, Ken Nagasaki believes in me. Xavier Woods believes in me. 2K believes in me. And I know all of you watching along believe in me. So but do you believe in yourself? No. So thank you all so much for watching. We will see you in 35 minutes time over on Parts of Unknown. Please click the links that our moderators are spamming. And we will see you uh, on... God, tomorrow. tomorrow. Me and Dan will be back tomorrow to do the Raw review. Take care, everyone. I've been Linko and DAD. That's been the Professor Dan Layton. Jam that jam.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.